Voyage. Hey guys, what's going on? Jack and Rob here from Seven Lamb Productions. We're here to introduce the next episode of Fever Dreams. Yes, here comes the action event of your audio drama summer. Uh, fifth Battalion. This story is a fast-paced thriller about reincarnated soldiers, one of whom figures out who he is and has to fight to save the planet. So turn up the volume and enjoy the action. We think you'll really dig it. Now for the 5th Battalion. I remember it was a Wednesday. I didn't want to face Linda sober, so I'd visited the bar across the street. It was dead. Either because everyone was at the climate change protests or... I was the only guy in San Francisco avoiding his girlfriend. Out late, are we? Had me worried. And you're home early. Mm. What? Nobody sued anybody today? Mm-mm. -mm. You know, I recall someone saying he was gonna make me dinner. Oh. I did. I cooked you dinner and I'm warming it up as we speak. I'm intrigued. Hey, did you run into the protest? Oh. Yeah. Did you? No, but we could hear them. Even 12 floors up. And did you see the ones in LA and New York? Unreal. And now Paraguay is attacking Bolivia. What? Don't you ever feel like someone or some group is orchestrating all this? I mean, global warming? Wars all over the place. It's like they're pitting us against each other. Because that's the point. Chaos. Well, they're bastards. Whoever they are. Here you are, madame. Bouillabaisse and quiche Lorraine. How's this for making up? Mmm, magnifique. But making up for what exactly? Being late or are we talking about something else here? Wait. Something at work. Oh, Norman. No, no, it's just... Oh my god! Tell me you didn't get fired. Again. Babe, come on. It was a crap job anyway. And I never meant to be a barista this long, you know? I'm 29. You are spacing out again, huh? That's not fair. Isn't it? You won't go on meds. You won't see a therapist. I might see a therapist. I mean, going solo isn't working so great. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you're suddenly so self-aware. Damn it. <coughs> Wait, I want to talk. I don't want to talk, Norman. I want you to show up. I want you to do what you say you're going to do, because I am done playing roommate. I need you to find something in your life you actually want to commit to. There. Fixed it. Good night. Well, then I'm getting up early and making you breakfast. Can't. I have to be in early. But this will be ready in 10 minutes. You haven't even eaten. So freeze it along with my eggs. It was 2 a.m. by the time I finally crawled into bed. Drunk. And fully dressed. Linda curled into me, and 
it was easy to pretend that the fight never happened. But an hour later, the door to our bedroom burst open. What? Norm! I fought back, but they kept coming. I pressed one of their guns into Linda's hands. She was frozen, unable to act, but I needed her to snap out of it if we were going to escape. Babe, take the gun. You have to cover me. I, I can't. You can. Okay. And she did. She covered me all the way as we climbed out and down the fire escape. We thought we'd made it. Are you okay? Norm, watch out! When I came to, the sun was starting to rise and Linda was gone. Linda! Linda! She was nowhere in sight. I crawled back up the fire escape into the apartment. The bodies of the intruders were gone, but so was Linda. Then, I noticed a manila envelope pinned to the wall with a knife. Inside, there was an old flip phone. There was only one number in the directory, so I called it. How's your head, moron? Where's Linda? And who the fuck are you? We have business to address. Let me speak to her. We know you have it. Have what? Norm! I'm in a van outside Moscone Center! Teach a girl some manners and give me the drive. The drive? Yes, moron. The drive. You have it. I don't. But I know where it is. I just need a couple days to get it to you. You have two hours. Don't fuck it up. For her sake. I froze and grabbed the knife the intruders had pinned to the wall. Norman? You in there? You okay? It's Bill from the bar last night. Great. He was one of those loony San Francisco old-timers that the place dealt in. I'd stupidly let him buy me around, then he kept showing me crumbled up pictures of praying mantises and he wouldn't shut up about how we'd been reincarnating together for 5,000 years. I'm busy. What do you want? Ah, uh, you left your wallet and it had your address, so... Get in. Quick. Whoa, what happened in here? Oh, the guards got to you already. What guards? And where's Linda? I don't know, but I know the guys who did this because they're looking for me too. Why, damn it? Because we're the 5th Battalion. The Praying Mantis, that's our symbol. We're Special Forces, the A-5B. The guards wiped us out 5,000 years ago in the Andes, and we've been stuck on this dust ball reincarnating with humans ever since. What? Earth is a prison. Everyone here is a prisoner. A convict from the planet Mirabi. Everyone except us, we're from Baltazar. Just stop. But we're trapped here. We need to find the guard spaceship and escape. We're POWs, but still on active duty. As our SEAL Commander Brell used to say, death is no excuse for dereliction of duty. And our duty is to escape from this planet. Look, I know about your visions and flashbacks. You're trying to remember, but you can't do it alone. You have to see Dr. Rosenthal. She's one of us and a classically trained psychoanalyst. Can she help me find Linda? 
Or this drive they say I have? She'll set your head straight, I promise. She's expecting you. So I went. Bill dropped me there on his way to Case Moscone Center for Linda. Good luck. Dr. Rosenthal's office was in a penthouse in Presidio Heights. Modern art, Italian furniture. I'd never been to a shrink and hated the idea of begging one for help. But I was desperate. Linda was kidnapped. I had no idea why or what the hell was happening. And I was desperate. Right in here. Have a seat. Thanks. Bill told me about your night. I've had better. I'm sure. Whoever took my girlfriend thinks I've got some kind of flash drive. But Bill says you can help me through, I don't know, whatever you do. I'll do everything I can, but let's not delay any further and begin. Begin what? The regression therapy. Like what? Past life stuff? Um, Bill told me about your flashbacks, your distracting visions. I, I don't know what they are. Um, they are related to past lives. Uh, how often do they occur? I don't know. Daily? Do we really have to do a whole life's history here? And you have no control over them? I mean, no. Of course not. Does it look like I have control over anything here? I'm sorry, it, it's just... My girlfriend's tied up somewhere and, and I'm sitting in a shrink's office running out of time. And I want to help you, okay? Let's start. Okay. Just... What do I do? Do you drug me or something? <laughs> Please, no. All we need to start is some music to calm the neural networks in the brain. They're binaural beats. They'll help you stay under during the regression. Okay. No more talking. Just feeling. Now, empty your mind. Feel yourself separating from your body. Feel that intoxication, that weightlessness. Now, close your eyes. Relax, and tell me what you see. I'm in a battle, and everything's crazy. It, it's somewhere in the mountains. Spain, I think. Back to battery! It's 1640. They're dragging these giant heavy guns into position in the mud. <coughs> There's so much smoke. It's awful. Reload. Fire. And then I see a flag with a praying mantis on it. Shit. It's the one Bill showed me. The symbol for the 5th Battalion. Yes, you're one of the officers. You remember now. And you'll remember more. She was right. This time was different. Was it because I hadn't run from the vision, as I always did, but confronted it head on? Either way, a door had opened within me, and I stepped through. 
I was remembering everything in every direction and timeline. Do you remember me yet? What? Wait, let me see. I was there with you and Bill in the trenches in Spain. And being around me helps you remember more. Time's up, Norms. Do you have it? Put Linda on. Speak to Linda? No. Bold. They won't hurt her. She's their only leverage. Norman, please, give them whatever they want. I will, babe. I promise. Once I know, we both walk away alive. I release her after you give me the drive. Keep playing games. I will kill you both. Release her now, and I want a hundred grand for the drive. Ooh, you are crazy, and you just killed your girlfriend. Suit yourself. I'm flushing it down the toilet. Look, you'll get the money when I get the drive. And you get the drive when I get Linda. Bring her outside Moscone Center. We do the exchange there. Ah, uh, my patience. You'd better have the drive. Well, where's the drive? How am I supposed to know? <sighs> okay, so keep trying. That's why you're there. And you're in the city to get Linda. He's bringing her outside Moscone Center. Now, go. Yeah, in exchange for the drive. They'll get the drive when we get Linda. Norman, back in the chair. Go back to the image of the praying mantis. Quick, follow me. The door's steel. It'll stand. Dr. Rosenthal pressed a button on her bookshelf that revealed a hidden chamber. It was filled with gas masks, grenades, handguns, assault rifles, and bundles of cash. Hurry! Load up! I stuffed the money into my backpack and grabbed an AK-47, just as the door to Rosenthal's office was ripped apart by the commando shrapnel. Dr. Rosenthal tossed me a gas mask, and we fought side by side. Then, she threw a grenade that gave us enough cover to counterattack. Dr. Rosenthal! She'd been shot in the chest. I tried staunching the wound with my jacket, but it was no use. Blood pooled everywhere. I was losing her. Here, take this. She used the last of her strength to reach into her pocket. This is what they're after. The drive? Listen. <coughs> oh, the guards aren't your only enemies. Don't trust anyone. Not Bill, not anyone. Everything worth living and dying for comes down to what you do with this drive. I, I don't understand. <coughs> it contains clues about the location of the guards. Spaceship hidden here on Earth. We need it to escape. It's our duty. <coughs> and this planet's under imminent collapse. <coughs> but what am I supposed to do? You must steer the battalion in its escape from Earth. But how? You can remember now. Uh, Acts 
accept your mission, find the CO, Commander Prell. <laughs> no! Shit. We're too late. Norman! Babe, I'm so sorry. Did they hurt you? What the hell is going on? How did you get involved with these guys? I'm trying to figure that out. Norman, they're tracking you. Where's the drive? They killed her before we got that far into my regression. You seriously don't have it? He said he doesn't have it. She doesn't like that I rescued her. Uh, you didn't rescue me. You caught up to me. What? I need the guy delivering me to you. Then almost ran this guy over on the way out. But he said he'd take me to you, so... We have to go. Oh, whoa, 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 you are not taking our car. My car? Uh, mine's six floors up in a parking garage. Let's go. <sighs> car keys, bingo. Move. We drove north through the rain, loaded with the cash and weapons from Dr. Rosenthal. Bill gave us directions to his cabin north of the city, so that's where we were heading. Perfect spot for an ambush. Ambush? No. They're tracking us. Well, they're tracking Norman, so we'll use him as bait and attack. <laughs> you want to lure them into the woods so they can slaughter us? Sort of, but with the slaughtering reversed. We got to Bill's cabin after dark. Armed and resolute, Linda got into position next to me when two vehicles pulled up through the mud. Then, through the mist, shadowy figures emerged and took position in front of the house. Using the shock of the explosion, I ran up behind one of the figures and stabbed him in the neck. Bill and Linda were busy fighting them off on the front porch. I had eyes on the man crouching behind the cars. He was making arm movements, giving orders like a colonel, when my grenade got him. I chased and slammed him and took his gun and phone and locked his arms. Who are you? I'm a Marine. And who's running a bunch of Marines after me? <laughs> Santa Claus. Who's issuing your orders? The DOD, General Roberts. And what are his orders? To apprehend and interrogate you about the flash drive and anything else you know. Well, I don't have the drive. We're not sure what you have or what you know. We coaxed you here. You coaxed me? It was Bill and Linda. They helped me transfer the colonel to the cabin for interrogation. We needed to tie him to a chair, but only had the chair. There's extension cords in this cellar. It's outside, to the left. I'll go. No. Stay. I will. Go together. I'll hold him. We'd barely been outside when we heard the shots. The fucker attacked me with a knife. I had to shoot. Okay. Well, did, did you get anything off him in the woods? No phone? Nothing? Nothing. Run! We ran into the woods as they started after us. When we reached a two-lane road, Linda jumped in front of the pickup. And when the driver got out, Bill and I jumped in, and finally Linda. Then all we could do was drive north along back roads, listening for choppers and tails. We took turns driving, so 
I should have been able to sleep, but something was nagging me. Bill was finally asleep. Now I had the chance I'd been waiting for. I took out the Colonel's phone. What are you doing? And when are we actually going to talk? Shh. I'm trying something. On the dead guy's phone? Is that me? Unbelievable. The guy who just tried to kill us had Bill as his final call. Traitor! You don't understand. We're all on the same side. And which side is that? Put the gun down. Hey, I work for General Roberts, DOD Special Ops Chief, okay? Oh yeah? And so did the Colonel you shot to keep quiet. How do you explain that? We're just trying to find the guard's transport and go home. I'm telling you, it's the same mission. Linda, pull over. Norman, this isn't who you are. Stop telling me who I am. But we're 5th Battalion. I've known you for millennia. We need each other. Liar! I don't need you. Don't do this. Linda, pull over. But before I could do anything, Bill slipped out of the seat and into the night. And then he was gone. That night, Linda and I stayed in a cheap motel across the border in Oregon. She took our tablet out of my backpack. It had a port and a charge, so she got to work on the drive. So, are you gonna prepare me for what's on here or no? How are there only two files? Hmm, okay. The first one's a photo of trees on a hill in the rain. I, I mean, I'll zoom in, but this is what they're trying to kill us for? Just see what's in the other one. I thought you said you didn't know what we were looking for. Dr. Rosenthal said it contains a secret location. Or something. Secret location of? A spaceship. <sighs> a spaceship. Right. Because you've been reincarnating for millennia and you need a vacation. Only if I get to take you. Very funny. As long as we can agree that spaceships aren't real. I don't know what's real or not real anymore. Can you please just open it? <sighs> So, this one looks like a poem in another language. Okay, what is this? Polysynthesis? I don't think it's Basque. So, Native American, maybe Apache? I don't know. Wait, what about Jesse? My ex? He studied native languages, right? <laughs> Uh, sure. He's a Fulbright, but I am not calling Jesse with a random question from, you know, the man I left him for. So text him. Aren't any of your exes Fulbrights? Go ask them. Come on. What's his number? Is he stealing your phone? He is, isn't he? Stop. Come on. Just text him a photo of the poem. Text him a poem. He'll think I'm insane. He'll probably propose. Yeah. Uh, he did. Seriously? Yes, Norman. It's a thing people do. They go out and get a ring, and they pull it out, and bam, done. Ah. <sighs> I gave her space and ordered a pizza. We ate without talking and passed out with the TV on, but Linda woke up at dawn. Get up. Hey, get up. 
It's not Apache. What? I texted him in the middle of the night, okay? Will you listen? I love you. Shut up. It's Talawa, or Talawa Dani, he says, still spoken by members of the Talawa Dani nation. But there's another form called Selet Dani. And he says it's being taught at a public charter school in Selets, Oregon, home to the Selets Reservation. Selets. That's north, right? Definitely. By the coast, lots of forest-covered hills. Th- that could be the image from the other file. We drove north in silence, checking the mirrors every other second. I was sure they were onto us, but didn't know when they'd strike. Shit. What's that? A pair of black SUVs were racing towards us, gaining speed and firing. At the same time, a weaponized drone floated down in front of us. They rammed us. And in minutes, they'd walk up and kill us. Except then, out of nowhere, two giant 18-wheelers came barreling down the road and pummeled the SUVs. Someone was on our side, or else our tails had tails. Hand over your guns and phones. Who are you? I'm Alish. Stan wants to see you. Who's Stan? Stan Schwitzkowski. My boss. Alish drove us to a base in Salets filled with busy, heavily muscled people with gill-like slits on their necks. We watched them, transfixed. Norm, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And Stan was one of them. How about a thank you? Thank you. You're welcome. Call me Warden. Warden of what? My Vord. This Moravian prison planet. The forever dead Vord. I make sure convicted felons like you never get out. Me? Leave her alone. Why would I do that? I'm the Warden. And I'm with the 5th Battalion. Special Ops. From Baltazor. Your guards wiped us out and marooned us here for thousands of years. So fuck you. I'm not listening to anything you say. <laughs> you don't know shit. Why hasn't the Balthazar High Command attempted to rescue you in 5,000 years? See? You don't know anything. He had a point. The top officers of your precious 5th Battalion formed a nefarious secret clique known as the Enclave. Your friend Bill is a member. He's not my friend. Good. Well, they're trying to form a new world order, and for that they need to start World War III, with casualty rate of 95% of the Earth's population after 10 years of war to wipe the slate clean. No. That's impossible. That, that'd be... And how do you know that? It's my job. My intel. Humans are harmless, but you 5th Battalion assholes have been nothing but trouble for 5,000 years. So, what do you want from me? I need you to find and brief your commanding officer, Commander Brell. Tell him to get his rogue officers at the Enclave under control. We're guards, so he hates us. But we aren't after him now. And I know he trusts you. He's founded a sect called Church of Eternal Spirit. It's in the Rockies. Alesh will take you. What about me? Would you like to see a spaceship? Come with me. As we walked to Commander Brell's church compound, Alish caught me up with Brell's work in this lifetime. 
he'd been working to set Earth convicts free using a combination of psychotherapy and meditation-like practices he invented and honed centuries ago. It made sense that he'd be back at this work since, in the last lifetime I recalled with him, he'd been executed for the same efforts. Norman, it's good to see you again. Sir, the warden sent me. Let me guess, he wants me to stop releasing his prisoners. No, it's about the Enclave. The Enclave? They're instigating World War III, sir, and they've been running a worldwide racket since the late 1800s. That's impossible. And now they're trying to locate and destroy the guard's spaceship in order to seal the planet. And this is the Warden's intel? Yes, sir. Are you sure? That's why he sent me. Hmm. Then you're coming with me. Get the jet ready and start mobilizing the A5B and pull out everything we have on the Enclave. Brell arranged an emergency meeting with the Enclave in Bangkok. Oh, we good to see you come on there. I hear you have been busy playing religion, hmm? And hanging with Norman now? Come sir. And I hear you've been busy edging the world toward another world war with a projected seven billion casualties. You may think humans want freedom, but they don't. So we need a war to erase the existing structures. An absolute dictatorship is the only route to stability and relative happiness of the inmates. Oh. Do you hear yourselves? As your commanding officer, I order you to cease and desist immediately. Screw your orders and screw the battalion. What we want to know from you, Brel, is to know what you know. That's the only reason you're both here and both still alive. It would take too long to tell you delinquents everything I know. Mm, we have ways of speeding that process up. A third Enclave member waved his hand and a door opened. A dozen armed men in suits marched in, along with a doctor, gurney, and medical devices. Medically enhanced interrogations are the way of the future, Brown. I lunged at the men, took one of their guns, and grabbed the doctor. Norman, let him go. That's an order. But before I could respond, one of the Enclave members shot the doctor in the head. And then they were firing at me. But as I fought them off, I was suddenly yanked away and suspended inside a strange diaphanous bubble that floated slowly toward Brel, who was moving his hand over the room as if in a blessing or a curse. Suddenly, the room exploded in a blinding burst of energy and everything in it dissolved. Was I dead? Was Brel? I didn't so much wake up as crystallize back in my body back at the warden's base. Brel was gone, but I was walking with Linda, Alish, and the Warden into a massive cavernous room where dozens of guards were working on a huge spaceship. We are preparing to send a courier to Baltazar to alert them of the Enclave's activities and ask them to get their military unit under control. But they've meanwhile mobilized the National Guard ten miles southwest of us. 12 B-2 stealth bombers, a full rangers battalion at Umatilla Army Depot, and the arrival of 60 Black Hawk helicopters. They're also trying to bribe us. They've offered 20 billion, if we sell out. But I told them the entire planet's worth at least a trillion. All right, we're under attack. 
Through the holographic projections from the workstations, we could already witness the carnage. Bombers were leveling the town. Ground defenses, fire! But the guards' defenses were only intended to protect their base, not the town. Every building in town was turned to a pile of rubble. Dead, smoldering bodies were everywhere. And then the Blackhawks came in, transporting legions of rangers who squared off against the locals, armed with shotguns, picks, and shovels. The rangers killed them in seconds. I can't watch this. Get off your asses and help them! Or I will! The rangers will breach. We can't stop them. We should launch now. I know, dammit! The transport has been prepared to launch. It isn't ready yet. Seal the base! And then the Enclave called Warden. We're offering a trillion dollars, but I need your decision immediately. You're out of time. Have your superior officer call me. All personnel off their battle positions and onto the pre-flight checklist. Now! Norman, Linda, you too. Wait, what's that on the screen? It's another convoy. The 5th Battalion. No, the mortars! We watched helplessly as the Rangers' mortar explosions destroyed the front vehicles of the caravan. Do something! Wait, who's that? It was Brel. He was back, and so was his force field, which expanded until it completely enveloped the caravan. It's blocking the mortars, look! Yes, Brel, you son of a bitch! I understand you want to discuss the particulars of our partnership agreement. I changed my mind. Kiss my ass. Everyone poured out of the base, forming up for battle. And under the protection of Rel's dome, the eclectic coalition of the guards, the A5B, and the locals advanced on the rangers, shielded from the mortar fire. And with the help of more energy blasts from Rel, we were finally pushing them back. It's time, if you're leaving. I'm staying here to continue my work and my research on freeing Earth convicts. Linda and I stood there on the spaceship's hangar. It was our turn to board, but we held back. There was so much we hadn't discussed, yet I felt strangely in tune with her instincts. I knew now that we'd been together for countless lifetimes, and perhaps it was that security that was guiding me now. Norm. Freedom was right there in front of us. We could return to my home planet where we could both be happy. I could remember it now. It was beautiful, but... Norm, I want to, but I can't. I have to stay here and help Rel. Then I'll stay here with you, forever. Fever Dreams, a pulp collection, is a production of Voyage Media. The series is produced by Nat Mundell, Robert Midas, and Dan Benamore, in association with Robert Lamb and Jack Austin of Seven Lamb Productions. This episode, The Fifth Battalion, was directed, produced, and adapted by Rebecca Shankula. Based on the screenplay and novel by Michael Priv. The novel is available on Amazon. A link is in the show notes. Editing and sound design by Andres Coca. Original music by Derlis Gonzalez, starring Eric Lutz as Norman. Additional cast credits available in the show notes. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you're listening, and subscribe now for future episodes.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It's the last days of summer, 1920. Do you know where your children are? They should be playing outside. Come on, Chelsea. Mima says we're not allowed to go to this house. We're not even supposed to be on the side of town. Doing their chores. Why aren't these chicken coops clean? Please, Father. I'll be good. Ah! Oh, God! Obeying their parents. You look me right in the eyes and tell me you didn't steal this bike. Ma, no! I've been helping Mr. Diamond, all right? Lord, don't tell me my son is working at a speakeasy. Exploring their feelings. Let's go over to the apple tree. Gosh. (laughs) Okay. But unfortunately for these young fools, the neighborhood bully has other plans. Tonight, you are going to meet me out in front of the old Barnaker house. Howling house? Why? (laughs) Now, a boy scout, a tag-along, a doormat, and a delinquent will dare to spend the night in the most haunted estate in Arkham. Will they survive to see the sunrise? Or will they succumb to the hunger of Howling House? You're going to die. What is that thing? Is this this the witch's library? I'm gonna kill you! Not tonight! Roger, make him stop! No! You watch! Run away, little ones. I'm so hungry. Listen to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's award-winning season, Night at Howling House. The complete story, available everywhere you listen to podcasts, and at CthulhuMystery.com. All the, all the outs and free, all the outs and free. <laughs>